Unless you were asleep through the theme song that just played seconds ago, this is Scaring is Sharing. I was thinking about that the other day. I always just off the top say, this is Scaring is Sharing. And I was like, isn't it kind of redundant? Because we have a theme song that says it about it. No, that's how it works. I know. I just... It's a podcast where we share spooky news, frightful views with each other and you about all things horror. Yeah. We're the Scare Boys. We're the Scare Boys. Uh, I am the scare boy known as Jeremy, the original Sasquatch Slim Rusk. And I am the scare boy known as Brandy Joe, the Flaming Scream Queen Planback. And sometimes I overthink things. So, you know. <laughs> just don't. Just let it flow through you. I, I try not to, you know. These are things, you know, you you work working on it with my therapist. So, you know. Yeah. Well, all, you know what? All things are welcome here. I do have a quick corrections corner. I have a friend, I misgendered the last episode. I don't need to like get into who it was, but like I was listening back and I misgendered this person so many times. I cringed listening back to it because I didn't listen to the whole episode before putting it out. And I just got to say that, that that's um that's horrible. It's just so weird how I it wasn't even a conscious thing, but I, I need to be conscious of people and and, and uh, appreciate and value and honor um you know, who they are. So I just had to say that. I just had to get it off my chest. I'm glad you got it off your chest. Thank you. All apologies. And everyone is welcome here. It is a safe space. Yes, everyone's welcome here. And we're trying. You know, that's all you can do. And if you mess up, which inevitably we all do, you just, you realize it and you got to keep moving. You know, you can't dwell on it. Like my sponsor says, if you're if you're um dr- you know thinking about the past and regretting it and and dreading the future, then you're pissing all over today. That's true. <laughs> I think it's if you have one leg in the past and one leg in the future, then you're pissing on today. That makes more sense. Yeah, <laughs> but, but still, you get still, what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So I don't mean to sound defensive or anything. Everybody's welcome. We all make mistakes, but everyone come come join us. Yeah, we want we want everyone of all walks of life. We sure the fuck do, and we're so glad. I, Jeremy, I'm just so glad to see you. I know I just saw you like 30 minutes. I just ago. saw you, but I, I love doing this podcast thing. I was driving home. I was like driving real fast too because I'm like I want to <laughs> I want to do the podcast right now. I'm so excited to record. So, uh, so first of all, have you heard about this um scream uh popcorn bucket? Oh, yeah, I've seen it all over the Internet. OK, so there are, there are Carmike cinemas, which take me back to my childhood because Carmike was the theater in Montana and the oh, mall okay. where we would like go yeah. and see the movies at the Carmike Carmike cinemas. Right. And I've heard it up, of it. I know. Right. Uh, most people have it. I asked my husband. He said the same thing. But I look it up and there are some local ones. There's one in Taylor. Whoa. So this afternoon I was like, I'm going to call there and see because I would drive out there. It's like a 20 minute trip for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll drive out there and go see a movie so I can buy one of these things because they're selling for $15. But everywhere online right now, they're $70. Like the people that have bought them and are selling them. Wow. So I call this the cinema. 
<laughs> the guy answers the phone. The person answers the phone and says, Carmike Cinemas, if you're calling about the screen merchandise, we're not selling them yet. So if anything else I can help you with, here I am. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Has everyone been calling about this? He's like, you have no idea. It's been nonstop. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. wow. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I was calling about. And bye. <laughs> so I felt horrible. Oh, no. Well, that's the first thing off my list, but I got to say, if you've never listened to us before, welcome. Jeremy and I typically, uh, we share a movie with the other person I've not seen before. Then we watch them, come back, talk about them. Sometimes like this week and many weeks lately, because there's a lot of horror coming out, we watch a new release that neither one of us have seen together. We don't talk about it at the movies. We come home, we talk about it in the podcast. Yep. And if you don't want to hear us talk about everything else, then you can look in the podcast notes and skip ahead right to us chatting about the movie. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh. But stick around. Stick around. Listen to us talk. Pull up your liquid death and uh, yeah, while I sip this liquid, water. this liquid yep. death, sparkling water. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I think uh, Sarah once sent them an email to see if we could be brand sponsors for them because <laughs> our podcast would totally be in line with people that like liquid death who they're marketing to. So that's amazing. I love that. The other fun scream news I got sort of ahead of myself, but Jenna Ortega is going to be hosting SNL mm, like yes. the beginning of March. And that's going to be so awesome. A, I love her. Love her. B, so excited for scream sex and three C whatever I was counting on. Yeah. I'm just, she's just fucking awesome. And I'm excited. Cause I'm sure there'll be a scream sketch there. I hope there is, but sometimes SNL surprises you and mm -hmm. like, they don't lean into like what the person, you know, is like known for. Um, Cause Pedro Pascal was just on as a host, which, mm -hmm. you know, I love him. Um, but I wanted like a last of us sketch or something. They got kind of there. They did a really funny, like super Mario uh, like Mario done as a gritty uh, post-apocalyptic thing. Oh and yeah, that, I saw still about that. That was pretty funny, but like I was hoping for like a zombie sketch or something like that, but they didn't do it. They did some like stuff in the promotional, like leading up to it, like making okay. fun of Last of Us, but they didn't have any big like Last of Us type sketch. And I was a little disappointed huh. by that. So I'm like, especially when you have these horror people and like genre people that are doing cool horror sci-fi what have you i want something like that yeah so like adam driver's hosted a couple of times and they've done some awesome star wars sketches with him so it's like yeah i'm hoping they realize with jenna ortega get that scream sketch in there do it guys i really do love when they lean into those sketches <laughs> that take a property and turn it into a different kind of genre Mm -hmm. It's usually taking something that's funny or a cartoon and they make it really serious and gritty. That's, I can't remember. Yes. There's another one though that happened the last like year or two that was really, really funny. And of, of course it's escaping me. Oh, they but, did. They did one um, uh, with David Harbour uh, when mm -hmm. he hosted uh, a few years back where they did a spoof of the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, but instead it was about Oscar the Grouch. That's what him. it was. Yeah. Yeah. With yes. David Harbour. And that was so freaking good. So. Oh, yeah. That Saturday Night Live parody stuff is my favorite. I remember as a kid, I taped, they had like a special on, which was like the Saturday Night Live commercials. And I'll, I mean, I would watch that over and over. The, the Dobby, the little, the car that's made out of clay. Oh, my God. I would just, I love all the. I love all the silly commercials and the mm -hmm. parodies. It's usually that stuff that they pre-film. Yes. 
because yep. the stuff that is live, they've just, I mean, you hear about how the sketches go through and they always end so weird. Like you're like yep. that they go on too long and then they end awfully weird. And you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, and, and the best ones are always with the live sketches. The best ones are the ones where people break and they just oh, yeah. lose it. Like that's, those are the best. There were a couple of those when Pedro Pascal hosted. And I was like, that's what made the episode was there was a couple of good uh, sketches where they just all totally lost it. So the best were the Debbie Downers back in the day, like yeah, when Lindsay was... Lohan was all, and they would just all just laugh so hard. Those were good. <laughs> oh, those were good. Love them. Yeah, but yeah. So I'm excited. I hope they do some good parodies, some good um, like pre-recorded stuff because that's always the best. Not Hell they're yeah. not always good, but it's always the best. I yeah, th- yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Jeremy, before we get too far and I got to say, we have another promo code. And the last <gasps> time we gave away all of our promo codes, I was so excited cool. for there's something uh, wrong with the children, which I did not see. I've heard mixed things. I still want to watch it, but this week we have a promo code for disquiet. Have you heard of disquiet? Mm-mm. Well, let me tell you about it. Brace yourself for a twisted, spine-tingling thriller with Disquiet, now streaming on Redbox. Jonathan Rhys-Meyers stars as a patient who wakes to discover he is trapped in an abandoned hospital by mysterious and sinister forces that have no intention of letting him leave. Don't miss out on this must-see movie. Stream Disquiet instantly on Redbox on demand today. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Did it, should I like get a job doing that? Yes, please. <laughs> but I mean, we love Jonathan Rees Myers. Talk about a little hottie. Yeah. And, and I uh, mean, haunted, abandoned hospitals, mysterious, sinister forces. Gimme, gimme. Sounds good. Paramount Pictures, you know, they're back yeah. at it. I feel like uh, you hadn't heard that name too much in a minute, but it sounds like they're uh, really putting some stuff out again. So back at it again with the disquiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you used to like Damn Daniel? <laughs> uh, sounds familiar. Back at it again with the white vans. Damn, mm. Daniel. No. <laughs> oh, it was all the rage. There's a really good, um, like a remix of it that I fucking love so much. But anyway, yeah, if you want a promo code, hit us up, slide into the DMs. I will shoot it right over to you. You can watch it on Redbox. You can stream it. Super exciting. Love the promo codes. Keep them coming. And if you keep watching them, I think we'll keep having them. So Disquiet, Jonathan Rees Myers, Yum, 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 Haunted Hospitals. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, Jeremy, this is officially my birthday episode. Yeah, this is your birthday episode. Um, And so that's exciting. That's exciting. A little break from the normal format, because for birthdays, what we've done in the past is whoever's birthday it is picks both the movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this time we went to see a new release that we had to catch because we had to be part of the conversation. Uh, Look at us being topical. So, (laughs) But because it was my birthday week and that wasn't happening, I watched a shit ton of movies this week. Oh, good, 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 good. I'm going to go through them real quick, okay? I'm not going to spend too much time on them. But I went and saw The Outwaters last week in the movie theaters, which was Mm -hmm. fun. I'd never heard of it. And all of a sudden, I read an article and I saw it was at my local theater. So I just went on a matinee. Joe had something going on. So I just went and watched it. It's compared to Blair Witch Project. I got to say, I did not like it. But... People seem to love it or hate it. It's. I feel like the people who love Skinnamarink love the Outwaters. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I I saw on Letterbox that there was a lot of people that are like, "This was so good." And then I saw your review, and I saw some others that were like, <laughs> "I." People are like, "I don't get it. What are these people seeing in this that I don't?" So. Oh God! But it was fun to go see something you knew nothing about. Like I knew mm-hmm. it was a found footage sort of thing, and that was it. I sure. watched fourteen oh eight for the first time, which friend of the podcast Nico really likes. I'd never seen it. And I, I liked, thought it was okay. Yeah, I liked uh, 1408 I from, from what I remember. I don't remember it being stellar, 
Yeah. But I remember it coming out at a time where Stephen King adaptations were starting to become like synonymous with not good because mm. <laughs> there was just, you know, so many. And mm-hmm. I remember that one coming out and being like, okay, this one's a step up from, I think, a lot of the stuff that had been coming out before it. So. Yeah, it does a lot of that. Oh my God, look how horrible it says. Oh, just kidding. That's not real. And that kind of drives me nuts. Yeah. Like, I think it works well if it's like a one-time thing, but when it just keeps happening, everything that's happening, I'm like, I don't trust that this is actually happening right now. But I am like a, I am like a John Cusack ride or die. So I'll see, you know, whatever he's in. I always Uh enjoy him. He's like, it's one of my matinee heroes from back in the day. So. Okay. Okay. Um, then on Valentine's Day, I watched Swallowed, the new Carter Smith movie, which was like, it? I did Bug Crush. It was interesting. I okay. did not know that it was pretty much like in the same world as Bug Crush. So mm. that was a little bit of a surprise to me. Okay. And I, but I love Bug Crush and Swallowed, I admired. There was a lot of male nudity, which I'm all about. And there was Jenna Malone, which I'm also all about. So I love both of those things, penises and Jenna Malone. And there was a lot of that in this. And Jenna Malone was like kind of a, a wild character, which was fun. And it was just fine. There, Mark oh. Patton's also in it. And it is interesting. Yeah. It, it just wasn't great, but I admired it for what it was. Um it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Missing today. That sort of, it's in the same universe as Searching. That mm. sort of, um, what do they call it? Screen life. Okay. Genre, like found footage, but all like on computers and iPhones yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Joe, mm. I think, really didn't like it afterwards. The, the crazy thing about it was the electricity went out like 10 minutes before it ended. Ooh. Like just for a second. And then like it was like black and I went out and like that. And then the lights came back on, but the movie didn't. And I went out in the hallway and everyone was out in the hallway because it, it happened in all the theaters. And and they were like, sorry, we had a, a glitch. And then like the movie came back on and then the sound went away. And then the sound came back and then it went off. The sound went away and then it came back. It just kept doing that. Mm. But it was fine. And then I watched um, this movie called The Initiation from 1984 with Daphne Zuniga, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Very much in the vein of Happy Birthday to me. Not great. But then I watched a movie I really had never heard about before, and I'm curious if you've seen it, from 1981 called Just Before Dawn. I have seen it floating around on uh, streaming services. Uh, okay. I've heard the name mentioned as this kind of like lost slasher gem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know it's got people that I like in it, like a lot of actor character actors. I think that would go on to bigger things after that movie, like populate this one. But this is like an early movie for them. So I don't know. I got I don't know a lot about it, but I have interest in it. Yeah. OK. It. it I, I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but I watched it. And that is that is an. An interesting film. That's all I'm going to say about it. So yeah, that was my birthday week. I was like, I'm going to watch as many fucking movies as I can this week. And I watched a lot. So I was on top of it. I know we're sort of doing things in a weird order this week than typical, but what did you watch this week? What did I watch this week? Um, Wait, sorry. I got to get the handy. Since I log everything now habitually on Letterboxd, my Letterboxd keeps track of it for me. Um, I did want to give a shout to, uh, okay. So first off, uh, my brother and I are going Bert. down this, Bert, we're going down this rabbit hole together of the films of the actor Wings Hauser. 
Mm -hmm. um, who suddenly I'm like, I don't know how I like, I knew his name. I knew he's a character actor that's floated around, you know, for years. Um, But I didn't really like know his body of work, especially in the eighties. He did a bunch of horror and like exploitation, like action movies. Um, And he's just so damn charming. He's one of those character actors. That's just really like likable. Um, And, uh, but he is a certain kind of like, he's definitely like an eighties fun but like man of action type character but anyway so we've been exploring the movies starring wings hauser and we did watch as mentioned in in search of darkness 3 the movie mutant also known uh-huh. as night shadows yes how is that and it was a lot of fun it's not like a great movie by any means but if you want a wild like it felt like a uh the bastard offspring of a Romero zombie movie and like a trauma movie uh, okay. like mixed together by way of like 80s, you know, action, like straight to video action. It was fun. Um, and then we followed that up shortly thereafter with the, a flick called Nightmare at Noon, uh, which oh. is another uh, Wingshauser starring vehicle. Uh, again, it's also a zombie movie, kind of like it's like if you mix the crazies with like a trauma movie, the oh, original of the crazies. Bad. I'm looking at the poster and it looks yeah. real bad. It looks real bad, but it's actually a lot of fun. Okay. So it, it was just, it's not as good as I think Mutant was better, <laughs> but a better movie. Uh, but Nightmare at Noon felt like an even slightly like lower budget, but with crazier stunts than mutant because they had very similar plots okay and he uh, was in rubber that we covered when we were on it's only a podcast right and in fact i think rubber is the last movie he's done like he hasn't acted in uh quite a minute uh from what i was looking at so so he's done some tv since then it looks like yeah, and I know that's like it was his main claim to fame. Uh, mm-hmm. and was a television actor, but if you can watch some of those, those are some of falling into the so bad they're good territory sometimes. Some of the stuff he did, so those are fun watches. But okay, uh, watch those. Uh, and um, uh, I thought it was kind of cool that uh, Sven Gulli, uh last weekend showed uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And you just rewatched that. Yeah, I had just rewatched that. And did you rewatch it again? <laughs> I watched like a few minutes of it to see uh, see what Sven was saying about it. But that was kind of a surprise. I didn't know he was going to be showing that. He usually sticks to like the universal, you know, like 50s mm-hmm. and before kind of movies. So the fact that he's like working in some 80s stuff like that, that's kind of cool. So I think uh, they're looking to diversify the programming that he has on his show. So. And do you know about this? I think it's called like the MonsterVerse series, and it's being referred to as like Godzilla and the Titans. I think it's on like Apple TV. It's coming out. Oh, I heard about it. Uh, is it coming soon? Yeah, I think so. Kurt Russell's in it. Whoa! Yeah, I was when I read about it. Yeah, it says cool. It's set after the events of the 2014 Godzilla movie, and will explore one family's journey to uncover its buried secrets and a legacy linking them to the secret organization known as Monarch. Yeah, sounds cool. But I was like, um, you're going to jerk off watching the show. <laughs> yeah, probably. Godzilla stuff with Kurt Russell. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. When I saw Kurt Russell, I was like, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. That is cool. 
Yeah. And oh, by the way, we talked about that Nicole Kidman little preview before the AMC movies. And I looked it up because you're like, it feels like it's been going forever. September 2021 is when it aired, which is not that long ago. Oh, my God. Why does it's it only feel... a little over a year, like a year and a half? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I've seen that thing so many times. It feels like I've been watching it for a decade now. It's because like, it's... we always go to AMC because I'm a yep. Stubbs member. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's because we always go to AMC. We've been going to so many movies lately that yep. it's like, yeah, that just burned into my mind now. But I'm excited for a new one to come out because I'm pretty yeah. sure I read that they're filming an, a new one with her. Okay, good. good. Yeah. I, ho- I hope she does the same, just blank stare at the screen. Have you seen the, uh, uh, somebody had made an edit of that online where it's, you know, Nicole Kidman, like we go to the movies yeah. to feel alive. But on the screen, it's the scene of Jeff Daniels shitting himself from Dumb and Dumber is what <laughs> oh, she's no. watching. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, that's great. I wish that's actually what they were showing in the theater. Oh my God. Also, my husband said he watched the hand. We were talking about that. Yeah. That it's not good. He's like, you don't need to watch it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> but as soon as I saw the video cover, I remember it from the video store. Yeah. And just, I love Michael Caine, his, his, that time period where he did like straight to video, like crappy movies like that. Like he was in the hand, he was in Jaws, the revenge, like uh-huh, there was, the most he, horrible Jaws movie yeah, ever. He, he just did so many movies for a paycheck, but like he just, he acts so hard in every, every one of them. Like the, <laughs> the man doesn't know how to phone it in. So that's always appreciated. Yeah, that is true. You can always count on that. Mm-hmm. I also read today that Megan is coming out on the 24th of February on Peacock Uncut. Ooh, so I'm going to have to rewatch that show. Yeah, we got to. We got oh, to rewatch yeah. that. Yeah, I want to see more earlobe, more ear. I want her to see her and pull off the whole side of his, her pull off the whole side of his face. Yeah. That won't happen, but I wish it would. Yes. Okay, news-wise, like the real news. You, what's up with all these unidentified flying objects being shot down? I don't know. I'm like <laughs> losing my mind about I'm this. Sh- like, I was quietly. sure you were. I know. I, I one of my coworkers uh, is also like into that kind of stuff because he like called me the other day and was like, "I know you're the only one that would appreciate this. What's <laughs> going on with that thing that fell into Lake Huron? Like, what, what do you think happened?" And I, I'm like, "The government already got it. You know, they pulled it out of the water. It's in Area 51 now." you know, or whatever. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I know you are just like fucking going crazy about it. Though. I am. And I'm like, say more, tell us more. But you know, they're going to turn around. They're going to wait a long time. It's going to be an obnoxiously like long gap of time. And then they're going to come out and be like, it's a weather balloon. Like they always say. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't buy it. I don't. Buy but like, it. how did the news get out about it? Just in general. I thought the, the one, uh, at least the one over Michigan because uh, people saw the like the fighter jets in action and stuff. Oh, like, okay. And so like just your average citizen on the ground was like, what is happening right now? Because um, I heard reports of like uh, people up in northern Michigan where it happened, like they heard the sonic boom from the you know fighter jet that came through uh, and took it down. So, yeah. That's so crazy, especially after we were talking about that like Unsolved Mysteries episode, mm-hmm. which did you end up watching that? I can't remember. Yeah, I've seen those. Oh, yeah, okay, the one, one, yep. the newer one where it talks about that. Yeah, that... with the radar and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was, so that was wild. And we yeah. were just talking about that. I know, and, and they're, they're, I don't want. I don't want to be the kind of person that's out here like spreading, you know, fake news or anything. <laughs> but I had heard uh, people are saying that the thing like evaded being shot, the one over Lake Huron. Like initially, they missed it, 
or it maneuvered out of the way. Uh, you know, there's questions as to what happened there, I think. And I don't know if that's just internet, you know, rumor or what, but yeah. Oh my God. If any of our listeners have seen the UFO, please write us scaring and sharing at gmail.com. Yes. Please. Yes. I want to hear want, all about it. I want your UFO stories. Um, I want your alien abduction stories, anything, <laughs> you know, if, if we're lucky enough to have somebody that thinks they're a contactee, uh, I would want to hear about that too. So did you finish in search of darkness three? Not yet. I'm like halfway through it. Did you get to the part with Felissa from sleepaway camp talking about the sequels? Felissa Rose? I don't think so. I, I, I remember one of the last things I watched was another a segment of her talking about something else earlier. Okay. Well, uh, it was fun because she, I'm just going to spoil this for you, but sure. she talked about the sequels and she regretted not doing them. Like she had, so, she wasn't like, Oh, I don't want to be associated with that. It was more like she had school or something, mm-hmm. but she chose not to do them, but it wasn't like, fuck that. I hate those movies, but mm-hmm. she said she regrets not doing them. And I just thought that was kind of sweet. Maybe because yeah. as she got older and she was like, Oh, that's all I'm known for. I probably should have done more of them. Yeah. Uh, but I still yeah. thought I was like, how interesting. Yeah, but she's a re- she seems like a real sweetheart from she what I know. Like, does she's she very really gracious does. on the fan circuit? She does the convention circuit. You know, she's 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 one of us. She's in the club. So one she, of us. She, she embraces it and she loves that she did. You know, she she's known for what she's known for and loves doing horror movies. So by the yeah. way, I'm putting in a request right now to you. Mm-hmm. Not that you don't already probably have this on your radar, but I've never seen Freaks and I would like to see Freaks. <gasps> Ooh, okay. I know, of course, like so many of these classics, I know the gist, but I've never seen it. So freaks, yeah, I plenty could... of scenes. But yeah, speaking could... of one of us, yep, we could do that. We yeah, could do that. yeah. Also, I read that Stephen King called Last House on the Left the best horror movie of the new century because Dance Macabre or whatever his book is called about horror mm-hmm. is there was like a revision. And mm. in that revision, I don't know how long ago this was, but this was like popped up in some of the horror news that he said the last house on the left remake is the best horror movie of the new century, which I'm like, excuse me. What? I did like it except for the very yeah. end. I, otherwise I think it's a pretty, I would much rather watch it a hundred times before I watch the original again. Yeah. I, I think I, I have the, the remake is actually like a fun movie to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, where, yeah I mean, well, whereas the other one is just like, yeah, like it's brutal. really unpleasant and brutal. Yeah, yeah. like the original You're not is supposed just, to like it. Yeah, the, the the original is unpleasant the entire time. At least the remake. I mean, it's got some of the same. It sounds weird to say this because it has virtually the same plot as the original, but it's more of a movie than an mm-hmm. endurance test, like the original was. So yeah, it has more of that cinema feel. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to watch a, a horror movie as opposed to like, oh God, I had to live through that. Yeah, as yeah, like you watched a snuff <laughs> film, an actual snuff film or something. So a hundred percent. Um, also, I just got to say, I'm very excited about the I Know What You Did Last Summer reboot. Wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Very excited. Uh, yeah. Yes. Bringing, bringing back Freddie Prince and Jay uh, Love. And Jay Love. Oh, my God. Uh, the original I Know What You Did Last Summer, like, it's not a great movie by any no, means. Just the hold, Helen Shivers. It holds a very special place in my heart because it just, like, it, it speaks to me in my youth coming up. Cause like those were our slasher movies. You had yep. the scream movies and then you had, I know what you did last summer. And those were like what defined a slasher for me uh, in my youth. So 
Yeah, it was definitely fun, although I was much more of a scream boy, but I would prefer, I know what you did last time over Urban Legend, even though I do love Urban Legend yeah. as well. Yeah, and then you have Urban Legend, and you got, uh, what else was out then? Cherry Falls, Valentine's oh, Day, uh, like all these lesser, you know, Valentine. I have the book of Valentine. I got it recently because I heard the book was pretty good and I wanted to mm. read it. Cool. So I'll check it out at some point. But yeah, I'm interested to see how that goes. And really, I mean, what did Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. have to do these days? Really yeah. nothing. Just hanging out. Freddie and Prince just... Jr. was like a commentator for WWE or something. Was for he? A yeah. Weirdly. Yeah. He did that. I don't know if he's still doing it, but he did it for a minute. So interesting. I used to love Jennifer Love Hewitt's music. Yes. She was a singer. Mm. She had the song called How Do I Deal that I loved so much. I still probably could sing it for you right now. But I won't. But like, as soon as I'm done here, I'm gonna like put it on my Apple tune, Apple Music, like download it and put it on my my main playlist because I love it and it just popped in my head thinking about her. But Aww, I fucking love Jennifer Love Hewitt back in the day, really did. Mm -hmm. She was Major a cutie crush. Yeah. Um, we have some teragrams. We better dive into them because we have a, a, we have a bushel of them. Well, let's get, well, actually, real quick. Oh, yes. On the what news else front, you got? Yeah, I want to throw me. in because you, you mentioned Stephen King. Yes. I saw a thing. Now, I don't really keep up with what Conan O'Brien's up to, so I forget if it was a podcast of his or if he was on another show or something like that. But anyway, it, it was making the rounds on like Dread Central, Bloody Disgusting. Conan O'Brien listed his favorite horror movies of all time. He did? He what did. Were they? they started talking about horror, um, and he said he likes movies that, uh, are like real, like about the real world, but something is off. Like there's just something wrong going on. Okay. Uh, and so he listed Hereditary, mm. Midsummer, mm, yeah, and The Witch as his all-time favorite uh, horror movies. And elevated like, horror all the way, Mister O'Brien. You have some good taste. So yeah, you do. That's amazing. Yeah, those are all all solid choices. Solid choices. Solid and all very recent. I was kind of surprised no like classics in there, but you know what? They're modern classics, so yeah. hell yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. Well, let's get that, to some terror. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. That that's it. Well, I thank just, you, Conan. Just had to throw that in there. So uh, if I'm going to start teragrams off with Teacher Drew because he sent this right after we recorded our episode last week. Okay. And Teacher Drew writes, greetings, my friends. I have to admit, though I'm a little surprised, I don't hate your podcast being released on Saturday. Well, guess what, Teacher Drew? That's what day this one's releasing, too. <laughs> so about your last episode, glad to hear you mention your love for Oculus as it's a movie that I can always rewatch. Now, eyes wide shut, not so much. Yawn emoji. The Hand was an interesting film film that haunted me. I had forgotten about it. I agree that 2023 looks bright for horror movies. AMC, here I come. Luckily, I'm an AMC A-list member. Do you guys take advantage of such a program? For me, it's been well worth it. As far as walking out of movies goes, I have sat through some wretched films, but only walked out of one. It was a motion sickness-inducing nonstop thrill ride. Unfortunately, I don't remember the title, as it barely caused a blip in the film world. I was excited to hear your take on Knock at the Cabin. I liked it even more than you two, especially after old, I'm glad M. Night Shyamalan is back. For me, it was a dread-inducing slow burn. Along with the protagonists, I questioned what was really happening. The cast was great, especially young Wen. 
Truth be told, a few scenes actually caused me to choke up a little. Till next time, keep doing what you're doing and stay happy, stay healthy, stay you, Teacher Drew in Phoenix. Thank you, Teacher Drew. Teacher Drew, you rock. Um, you do rock. I kind of want to rewatch Knock at the Cabin, too. You uh, do? Yeah, since we've talked about it, it's lived uh, in my brain uh, since then. I keep thinking about it. And I want you I, to I, read the book. That's what I want. Okay, that that's good, too. I should or look listen for the book. to it, one or the other. I should look for the book, read that, and I do want to watch the movie again because I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's it, it's just one of those flicks that's primed for a rewatch, so... Yeah, it was fun. Our fellas over at It's Only Podcast reviewed it this week, and I listened to it on my birthday, which was technically yesterday, the 16th, while I was working out. And it was fun because they gave us a shout out. Um, Christian did because he listened to our episode talking about it. And he called me noted gay man because he talked about how I liked seeing, you know, the gay representation in it. But it was really fun hearing their take on it. And I think they were both like, you know, a little bit pleasantly surprised after the crap mm-hmm. that Shaman has put out for so many years. And it was fun because Ian also gave a shout out to how he liked The Visit, probably the most of recent Shyamalan works. Mm-hmm. And, and I would agree, because I don't think The Visit's great, but I thought it was a lot more fun than a lot of his crap. Mm-hmm. Just sort of a, an interesting little ride. But um, I would definitely recommend go checking out their episode if you've seen it as well, because they have a really good discussion about it. I brought up some things that I was like, yeah, that's really good topics. But they both read the book and talked about how it sort of drags. And I thought about it because I listened listened to the book on mm. like commutes. That's how I listened to it. Mm-hmm. So I think you don't think about that as much when you're on a commute and it's taking your, it's making your travel time seem less tedious. Yeah. And when you're sitting reading a book, you can be like, Oh my God, why are they, they're spending 20 pages on this. Whereas you're in the car and you're just glad something is occupying your time. Yeah, so exactly. It's exactly. a little bit different, but I still would love for your take on the book. Yeah. Definitely. I'm going to put that next time. I, uh, go to my happy place, which is Barnes and Noble, to just meander <laughs> around. I'll try to remember to look for that one. Yeah. All right. Give us another T-gram. Okay. And thanks, next teacher te- Drew. Next terogram comes from Al, uh, and Al's uh, subject line. I love this. Is the Bigfoot coincidence terogram? Uh, which sounds like if we were a television show, that would be the name of the episode. Would pop up the Bigfoot coincidence. But Al writes. Hello there. So I've been in the schlocky monster movie mood. Uh, Side note, I'm always in that mood. Uh, (laughs) Back to Al's email. And it all started with my failed attempt to pause and watch one of last week's movies. I somehow mixed up Winter Beast with Snow Beast from 1977. It's a silly one. Think Jaws ripoff at a ski resort but worse than you are imagining. It's also It also got me to look up if Kevin Smith's Moose Jaws had any news, and it looks oh. like maybe it'll film at some point this year. Uh, Big Legend on Shudder also got me to watch. The title was great, not much else. It was on par with some of the old sci-fi channel monster stuff, but it did have one of my favorite low-budget tropes when the hero randomly swapped cars to an older Jeep just in time for the monster to smash it. Have a great week, <laughs> Al. Oh, thanks, Al. Thanks, Al. Uh, Snow Beast, I've not seen, but I've seen like the name. Uh, and I know it's a, you know, it's a Yeti movie. It's like, like he said, it's a ski resort Jaws ripoff. We're like the ski resort's under attack by a Yeti. Uh, and the hunters have to go stop it. So uh, I've always meant to check it out. And also the fact that he brings up Bigfoot movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got I've got a 
special idea planned for you oh boy your future speaking of bigfoot movies so oh boy it'll be fun well thanks al oh and i wanted to say teacher drew asked about the a-list and yes i'm an a-list list member i've taken more advantage of it like this month than i ever have um but but yeah, yeah. it's a great program 20 bucks a month three movies a week you can see i never do also this month i got a free large popcorn and a free large drink for my birthday and every like 50 dollars you spend you get a five dollar like gift card or whatever you want to call it credit so rewards yeah. and, and it's amazing and i was gonna say and you're such a daddy uh and you take care of me with <laughs> your a-list so I, I utilize his a-list membership too you too <laughs> uh but i'm happy to do it i am yep. definitely daddy and i love so. that you do it so. <laughs> well thanks for writing it now all right i have a doozy from lauren okay this has some twists and turns so i'm gonna Ooh. dive into it so Good lauren Lord. friend of the podcast First of all, she writes, Jennifer's Body. I haven't seen it since it was released in theaters in 2009, and I remember it being fun watching shitty boys be torn apart. I've seen one of the articles that Jeremy has probably come across, and I think people love it now because they're watching it through the lens of a post-2020 social commentary. There's a lot of focus on the relationship between Jennifer and Anita, and I think that it is now being analyzed more than it was back in the late 2000s when you had to convince presumably young male audience members to come watch a sexy horror movie where pretty much all the characters that represent them are dead meat so they threw in token girl on girl kisses i also second teachers drew suggestion of friend of the podcast screenings even if over zoom yes that sounds yes like a yes yeah, that yes. sounds like a great idea all right so now lauren dives into walking out of movies because if you didn't this was a couple episodes back we talked about this so please share your stories we love them i too have shut off streaming titles mostly because i've reached that point in my life where i don't have the time or extra brain cells to kill by watching unredeemable movies amen i remember sitting through terror tunes in college and we all laughed but we only survived because it was a group effort and i think my mind has never recovered do you know what terror tunes is Jeremy? yeah yeah i've I can kind of picture the box, the video box. I know it's like synonymous. I, I've seen the name like thrown around. Tunes? Yeah, well, it, I feel like it was like Full Moon Pictures or something. The guys that oh. did like the Puppet Master movies. Okay. Um, I think it was something they did about like killer cartoons. Um, but I've seen the name thrown around online as something that is synonymous with shit in horror okay. movies. So. Uh-huh. Okay, makes sense. All right, diving back in. I almost walked out of one movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows. I survived the first one. Remember, I can disassociate. Woohoo! And my husband and daughter wanted to see the new monstrosity, so I went. I genuinely felt like I could walk out and not care if I never knew what happened. I stuck it out, by lane, but I barely remember it, probably out of spite. But I have had to leave or be removed from several movies. I was in a car wreck years ago in college, and I went into shock. I was fine, just banged up. Thank God, Lauren. After that, my body started objecting to certain high-stress situations, mainly people in prolonged suffering with blood gurgles and all that stuff that's supposed to generate a stress response from a healthy human being. The first time I was watching Blade, and I felt ill. I walked out for some fresh air and almost fainted. Then I saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. And when the guy is getting sawed up on the table while the girl hides underneath, I hit a breaking point. I went out, sat down with my head in, my, in between my knees, and 
apparently blacked out. I felt woozy and saw three and made it through, but I never watched those in theaters after that. The outbreak scene in 28 weeks later, the lab, cafeteria, warehouses, etc. in New London hit a nerve somehow and I walked out only to black out while crossing the hallways and smacked my head in the opposing wall by whatever Spider-Man movie was playing then. My husband stopped taking me to certain movies after 30 days of night. I told him I was feeling ill, so he went to walk me out of the theater because of the previous wall incident. And as we walked out, I told him I couldn't see, which is when I know the fainting is inevitable. And when I went limp, eyes wide open, totally unresponsive. We were walking out the ramp, so he waited for me to recover, and I spent the rest of the movie napping in the car while he finished the movie. I insisted. But no, I haven't walked out of a movie. I did see a bunch of people walk out of Pan's Labyrinth because, as I heard them lament, I didn't know I had to read to watch this movie. <laughs> Hardest eye roll possible. Oh my god, Lauren, that, was, that like I said, twists and turns there. I'm glad you're okay. And I love that you still love horror movies and still watch them, even though some of them bring that out in you, you know, that 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 it just gets to be too much. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the time I watched Bug Crush for the first time. I was smoking pot, but I had a little bit too much and like, and I passed out. I always say that that short made me pass out. And I think it was a combo of being a little too high and like maybe having just smoked a cigarette or whatever at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still like it also sparked like just something in me and just made me like just like momentarily pass out. Hmm. But that's frightening. Yeah, that is, but I'm glad you're with us, Lauren. I'm glad you're with us, and I'm glad you're still watching the horror movies, okay? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, Pan's Labyrinth, that made me remember. I saw it in college with a uh, uh, good buddy of mine. We went, and uh, uh, it was some, I want to say the situation, it was like over a break uh, at school, because I remember there being like nothing to do, so we were like, let's go to the movies. Um and uh it was pan's labyrinth and we did not know it was subtitled but we didn't care because it was an awesome movie so i can't imagine people walking out of that i mean we were surprised but like oh cool yeah what are you gonna do yeah i loved pan's labyrinth when my husband and i went and saw it at the main art in royal oak r.i.p we walked out of the movie afterwards we got in the car and we looked at each other we both just started sobbing mm-hmm. like because oh my god what a fucking gorgeous movie yeah and talk about movies that that's a movie for me that like elicited a strong like physical response like i don't know just the there's seen a sudden violence in there that's just so uh-huh. like, i remember it being so brutally shocking yeah like, you can't first time you see it, it from your mind yep and uh yeah and just the whole thing the whole atmosphere of it it was intense fucking good mm-hmm. and um yeah that is that is an amazing one. Now, do you you have another telegram, don't you? I have I have another telegram. All right. Uh from Ethan. Ethan. And Ethan says, Hello, friends. Just stopping by real quick to add on to your discussion about video games. I know you've talked about it in the past, but the Evil Dead game is currently free for PlayStation Plus subscribers. Also, Ethan, I have downloaded it. We can play it together <laughs> soon enough. Uh, I just got to get, uh, I got to actually log into it and get it started. Anyway. I digress. I have only played it a few hours, but it is an absolute blast. The game features characters from the first three films and Ash versus the Evil Dead. If you guys plan on a Twitch stream, I highly suggest it. That's it. Hope all is well. Bye. Oh, Ethan, thank you. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get in there and play it. Um, 
it excites me that you can play as Pablo from uh, as I, I uh, from the series Ash versus the Evil Dead, who is my favorite character in that. So uh, that's what I want to do. I need to finish that, which means I need to restart it because it's been so many years. Yeah, me too. I never finished the series. Like I think I started season three and just never made it through to the end. Um, sort of one of those because I knew it ends but they wanted to do more, but didn't get to. So I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It makes me hesitant to be like, but I don't want it to be over. I don't know, want to know that it, you know, ended. So that's kind of what slowed me down, but I got to go back, rewatch from the start. and Just do it all. Yeah. 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 I think that that sounds, sounds like a plan and I'll do it too. We'll do and it I got, together. Yes. And I got to play the video game. So yeah. And maybe it, maybe if it's cool, we can Twitch stream it at some point. Yeah. Let's play with our Twitches. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, thanks for writing in, everybody. What a, a trove, you know? Yeah, those that was good. That was a yeah. good uh, mail day. It really was. I love good mails, you know? Mm-hmm. I love it. Good mail is hard to find. <laughs> so write to us, scaringosharing at gmail.com or slide into our Insta. Scaring or sharing, all one word, just shove them together. All right. Well, shall we dive into our film, Jeremy? Anything else you want to touch upon before no. we do it? I just love when you shove it together. So I do. I, I shove it together. Well, let's, let's get to it. Okay. Yeah, let's get into this. Talk thing. about a trove of treasures. Oof. So this week, Jeremy and I went to go see, so you don't have to, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey from 2023, directed by Reese Freak Waterfield. And the tagline on Letterboxd is, this ain't no bedtime story. And the description is, Christopher Robin is headed off to college, and he has abandoned his old friends, Pooh and Piglet, which then leads to the duo embracing their inner monsters. Okay. Just so you know, you don't need to see this movie, and we're going to be just, I think, just spoiler all over the bullshit. So, yeah. Yeah. First of all, I got to say this has a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. A 6 percent yet a 59 percent audience score how can it have that just goes back to like when it's a high critic score usually means i'm gonna like it uh and when it's it's a high high audience score it's like oh fuck this movie yep because how could you possibly (laughs) be at 59 percent as an audience member i don't know it's got to be people just boosting it because they're like it's dumb and i had fun laughing at it like that's got to be but it wasn't that's the thing i wish they would have leaned into that because let me say this movie tries to be tries to be a serious worm i don't know i don't know it was so confusing it was very confusing because i i I, sadly as much as i did laugh it was mostly out of how stupid this movie was um because this is not like i saw somebody on letterboxd uh summarize it really well where they said something along the lines of like movies like the room or birdemic uh sure they are bad but there is a earnestness to it like the filmmaker behind it you know was trying to really make a movie and tell the story they wanted to tell uh and so i think that kind of even comes through in these bad movies that make those you know more enjoyable uh whereas this felt like a cash grab you know there wasn't they literally all they did was like Winnie the Pooh's public domain now. Ha, watch us turn it into a horror movie. And there's exactly. no like there's no fun in that execution. 
And on top of it, we went to a theater we don't normally go to because it's the only one that had an earlier film. And it was weird because you had to take an elevator up to the movie theater, which was just odd because I've been mm-hmm. there in the past, like, but like 15 years ago, and you had to take escalators up, and it just felt weird, like you were in Tower of Terror. Yeah, it was and creepy. It was like, yeah, there was like signs, and they're like, don't jump up and down. The elevator <laughs> will stop. And it's like, what? Who's in these elevators? And then you get into the theater, and you didn't even have to like show anyone your ticket to get into the theater. You no. just had to walk in. It was just so weird. And then there were people all around us talking, 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 and like, not like, oh my God, I just, and then there were no trailers that just started and we didn't even know it had started. Yeah. And just... the best part about the whole movie is the first few minutes, it's like sort of some illustrated, um, animated sort of pictures, like as if someone read the books and came up with these drawings of like mm-hmm. Christopher Robin and his friends, like Piglet and Pooh and Owl. And there was another one, Rabbit? Eeyore. Oh, an Eeyore. And it like talks about how, you know, they're all friends. And then Christopher Robin goes off to college, it says. And the other, everyone gets sad and they don't eat because they have no food. Because Christopher Robin apparently gave them all the food they had. Yeah, and apparently then they, he they became all the time. All skinny. And so then they ate Eeyore. Yep, and only did. five years passes and Christopher <laughs> Robin comes back with yep. his wife. And he's and she's like, so wait, they're here. And I'm like, he's telling her how like they're coming back to see Pooh and Piglet and he wants to show her his friends. And she's not like, honey, you're crazy. She's like, are you sure they're here? Like, it's like, what is happening right now? And then they just find jars of honey. (laughs) And it's like in a trailer park. Yeah, they have a trailer park in the woods and it's like, it feels intensely not like Winnie the Pooh other than just random charts of honey and some with blood in it. So there's your blood and honey. And I didn't watch any of the trailers, but I'd seen some pictures, right? And I kept thinking it was going to be like people wearing masks, like within the film. They're like, oh yeah, they were actual people wearing masks. And they're like wearing masks. And as the movie went on and it was not that, it was just bad masks that couldn't really move. Yeah. Like, so they're supposed to really, these characters are literally supposed to be Piglet and Winnie the Pooh, but they're masks of a pig and a bear that don't move very well. And I just kept thinking it would have been so much better if it was a horror movie where someone was obsessed with like Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. and created like a mask and had like a situation with someone who they sort of imagined was like Christopher Robin in their life and you know, or they played that as kids and Mm -hmm. something happened and they went away. It was like, maybe like they were like young and in love and then they broke up. Like it could have been this like cute little gay story, but then they were like obsessed with this person and wore a Winnie the Pooh mask. Like it just, it could have been something more interesting that may have even been more silly, but I would have been more into it. Yeah. Because it just made no sense. And then, so Christopher Robin's wife gets killed, and then they take Christopher Robin captive, and he just keeps yelling, Why are you doing this? But they're British, so he's like, Why are you doing this? Why? Yeah. And he literally goes, Piglet, no. And that made me laugh. I just lost it. There just should have been more ridiculous dialogue. Like, I wish everything, it's just like, you should have known what a ridiculous movie this is that you're making. Like, I feel like even Birdemic, though, like, they had to have known how, like, bad it was going to look. Like, they yeah. have known, and I feel like they lean into it. I've not actually seen the whole thing. I've only seen bits and pieces. Yeah, but, yeah, no, it, it's clearly just... Or, like, cast people who are just horrible actors, right? Yeah. 
like yeah. knowing they're bad and that they're going to give it their all, but it's going to be horrible because of it. Mm-hmm. And here everyone's just so middle of the line that yeah. it just feels like a waste. Yeah, exactly. And this movie, this concept could go one of two ways. One is what you just said. That would have been a cool way if it wanted to be a serious slasher is to just use, you know, Winnie the Pooh as motif for yes. all of it. And that would have been, uh, would have worked a lot better for what I think they were trying to do with this. Cause the other direction is to be like, you know, you got to give it to like uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone of South Park. Like or trauma. They, or trauma. Like they have nailed that stuff style of satire you would need to do to make this Winnie the Pooh slasher work on like a a fun level like making it ridiculous like they they would go there you know it'd be like a raunched up crazy uh cartoon uh but you need to lean into the like like I know honey showed up a few times but I'm like he should just be killing people with honey all the time that should be his like main weapon you know like lean into the Winnie the Poohness which they did like he should have disguised himself as a rain cloud at yes. some point or so you know done something silly that's from the books but you know they didn't really if you took out the winnie the pooh part of this this could have been like a second rate wrong turn knockoff yep because it felt more like to me texas chainsaw massacre like yes. he's like Leatherface. like they had like you know sort of a, a shed with meat hooks and things mm-hmm. like that and that the other thing with this it would have even been better if all of the kills had been like really inventive and cool they were just bad they just weren't great they just felt really hard like they were trying to uh mimic you know friday the 13th or something like that but then sometimes they would just like not show things yeah (sighs) it was just like so befuddling the cinematography was horrible oh my god it was Um, so dark yeah there's scenes where you can't even like there was one scene where i'm like I think you would want people to see that because that's like one of the weirder scenes like Pooh sends like bees to attack a guy and it kills him, but you can just barely see what's happening. There were a few times with bees and since they never like they should have really shown us, oh, he has this thing with bees because of the honey or whatever. But Mm -hmm. like, I think that's why the girls. Okay. So going back to the plot, not that you need to know, but so Christopher Robin gets captured and then there's this group of girls, one of which is suffering some traumatic like um home invasion from you know just some like which <laughs> is that really subject matter you want in your killer witty the poo movie like that right that someone broke into your house and tried to sexually well i mean guess did sexually assault her in a way yeah. like to a degree and so she's escaping out to the woods to tell her friends and to get away from it all yeah. and then lo and behold what happens Pooh and Piglet come upon this house that apparently is in the backyard, but they never seem to know about or some shit. It's like right by the hundred acre wood, but they didn't ever know about it, I guess. Oh God. And so these group of girls show up there. Pooh comes across them and they start killing all the girls. And at one point they write on the windows, get out. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, get out what? of what? Is the this woods? your next? Yeah, is this your the, next? Like oh, what's happening? God, there's that. Uh, I love the scene where Pooh chases the girl into the garage that just has a random wood chipper that's already running like in it that he like, yeah. And the end, yeah. The end when they find that other woman who I'm like, are we supposed to know who she is? Getting killed every once in a while, Pooh or Piglet will not kill one of them and just like drug them with chloroform somehow or just like pick them up like 
it, there was no reasoning to why they would capture one and kill another, mm-hmm. but they would like take one back and like tie them up. And there's like one point where the three girls find Christopher Robin, who's all tied up in a shed. And I was like, yes, 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 orgy, orgy, orgy. <laughs> but no, no, because Christopher Robin had gotten whipped with a braid of hair and his back <laughs> is all tore up from who I imagine is Eeyore's hair. That's in my mind. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. It's like tail? Eeyore's tail or something. Well, like made no sense. But like literally this long thing of hair and Pooh like whips him with it. Uh-huh. And so the girls find Christopher Robin, who's all hot but bloody. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, kiss, kiss, kiss. But no, they just bring him down. And then they find this other girl. He's like, yeah, they brought her in this morning. But we never saw this happen. We have no, no idea who this girl is. Her face is all puffy. From bees, from getting punched. We don't no, know. No, well, she says multiple times that she's like, and then Piglet would maul me. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I thought it was going to be like that scene in Hostel where they find the woman whose eye is all like hanging yeah. out of her head. And, she, and then yeah. she throws herself in front of a train. Mm-hmm. So this girl with the puffy face the puffy eyes and who's been all chained up and while she's chained up the girls come over and they're like what's going on they don't unchain her they're just asking her a bunch of bunch of questions poor thing <laughs> just hanging there she also like, says okay the beginning of the movie says that Pooh and piglet when they went feral they renounced like the world of humans and they don't even they don't speak anymore they vowed right. to never speak again and at the end of the movie the woman they had chained up she's like their names are Pooh and Piglet. They told me. <laughs> yeah, she does. It's it, that was the weirdest thing. This like random woman who shows up that yep. is being tortured by them. I mean, as you're watching this, you're just like, what the fuck? So this girl <laughs> sees her face in the mirror and she gets this like pistol that also came out of nowhere, by the way. One of the yes. girls is like, I think it's in a drawer in this Airbnb. <laughs> and she just pulls out this pistol. <laughs> oh my God. And so I thought the girl was gonna shoot herself after she saw yeah, it. Yeah, I thought instead, that too. she goes out to find Pooh and Piglet and she has one bullet in the gun apparently and not yeah, enough. Yeah, she fires a warning shot and then that turned out to be the only bullet. So <laughs> and Pooh then... and Piglet attack her, get her on the ground and pour honey on her face <laughs> and, and then, then does Piglet maul her again? And then Piglet mauls her again. Piglet mauled me. Piglet, no! Yeah, Piglet, no! <laughs> it's, oh my god. There's just so many things about this movie. And one of the worst parts about this whole experience is there were uh, five of us watching the film and Jeremy and I were at one end at the other end where our, our three additional guests were after them were two girls who were so loud and not, they were laughing at a lot, which like, I get it. That's fine. It is a dumb movie. And we were there to laugh too, but they were talking so much talking, mm-hmm. talking, talking. And then yeah. everyone just finally was like, shut up. Yeah. And then they <laughs> left before the movie ended. They sure the fuck did. So, and, like, yeah, it was so weird. The movie just started right at, it was supposed to start at 7.15, but I thought, oh, 20 minutes of trailers. No, it started. Nope. Yeah. Also, at the end of the movie, when the random gang of hillbillies shows up to right. assault Pooh. Who but, then... no, let's go back to the hillbillies <laughs> at first, though, because at the very beginning, when the car of girls, although we only see a car and we hear a phone conversation as we're above the car, right? With one mm-hmm. girl talking. And then the girl goes into this like abandoned gas station where we meet Hillbilly number one. Which, by the way, was named the Redford Gas. And I was like, Redford, like near us in Metro Detroit. That's awesome. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I heard you say that, but I didn't see that sign. Yeah. Yeah. It's a but then Red- the weird, Redford so, Gas. Yeah. You think it's going to be like a creepy gas station attendant? And he kind of is, but like it's just sort of an abandoned gas station service shop. Yeah. But like then 
the weirdest thing. And I thought I was going to tie back in. She's leaving and she bumps into like a man and a woman as she's walking out and they yeah. like collide and things fall on the floor and then it just never comes back. Like I thought we were going to, or was that the woman? Is that the woman? I'm realizing oh, now is talking. that the woman at the they end? They didn't set that up very well, but no, I think they it, didn't. Ha- it had I think to it is. I think it is. And also like the wife in the beginning when she dies and then it cuts to this random girl. I was like, wait, is that the same woman? Is that a different, like, it's just so jarring. Yeah. They just should have known how ridiculous this whole concept was and that they should lean into how silly it was going to be. Especially when you get to the hillbillies at the end. Winnie so, the yeah. Pooh karate chops to death. Because <laughs> apparently his hands are so strong, he can hit yeah. you with a hand and knock your entire hand off yeah, or he... the side of your face off. <laughs> Yet earlier, there was a girl that they had chained up and he slaps her repeatedly across the face and none of her skin comes flying off. No, and I also like how they set those uh, scenes up too of a dramatic, just like slowly zooming in on Pooh with his hand raised in the air, just like dur, dur, with his intense music, and then he just slaps the person, and then they're dead. So, oh god, it was so crazy. Earlier, when I was talking to my friend Vince and I told him we were going to see the Winnie the Pooh movie, he said, "Oh, what's it called? Honey Pot of Terror." And I was like, "That's a better title. <laughs> That's a better title than Blood and Honey." <sighs> My oh my god god also oh my god there was this faux like latin choir music oh my god it randomly. sounded like like a lost score from like um an omen movie yes but i i need to look it up because i realized like one of the things they were saying was sanguis which i think means blood in latin oh my god were they saying blood and honey yes i think they were saying blood and honey in latin uh, so let me, our friend Gretchen went with us and she had read an article, I think, or listened to something about this film before we went. Mm-hmm. And apparently only the first Winnie the Pooh book is in public domain. Oh, and that's okay. why Tigger is not involved. Also, I think he says, oh, bother, like that classic Winnie the Pooh quote mm-hmm. comes in a later book. Oh. So, or it was just in the Disney movie. I can't remember what she said, but also like... In the movie, he wears like a red flannel because he couldn't wear a red t-shirt because Disney would have come after them. Because Disney is like, oh, they got their handles on all their properties and they mm-hmm. will shut you the fuck down. So, yep. yes. Did you I, find out what it meant? Uh, yeah, I think it was blood and honey. Because oh it God. looks like honey in Latin is mel. Uh, and I think that there was an M sound in there somewhere. So I think it was just, but sanguis is blood. In Latin. Okay. So I'm pretty sure they were saying blood and honey in oh Latin. Oh my God. And uh I I, I did want to jump on to with the making of this. Like it's baffling to me because this movie feels like a lost, like straight to DVD in the wake of Hostel and Texas Chainsaw remake, where everyone was trying to make as gritty and unrelenting as possible movies like that. It feels like this movie's a throwback to that style and should have just been forgotten. Um but instead, it's in AMC theaters and Imagine theaters all across the country uh, just because the concept of Winnie the Pooh horror movie went viral. Uh, and so mm-hmm. this guy was able to not just do it, you know, straight to streaming or whatever. Um, and he's laughing all the way to the bank, I hope, because I also read uh-huh. a thing that said this movie stands uh, to become the most profitable movie of all time. As uh, as far as budget to return 
uh, you know, from the ticket sales goes because it was that made. can't be of all time. Yeah, people like are saying over the that. Blair Witch Project. Yeah, we'll see. Oh my god, I know that it did really well on like it. I mean, I know it's you know just on Wednesday when it was like it only mm-hmm. carried on after Wednesday in certain theaters, but Wednesday it was like everywhere, mm-hmm. and it beat Avatar on Wednesday. It yeah. came in third place, which is pretty insane. Yeah, online uh, it's saying the budget was under a hundred thousand, so that's like wow, big range because I can't imagine it was tens of thousands. Yeah, worldwide right now it has made one point eight million dollars. That's a oof, for which this, is insane. This, for this, yeah. it's insane. It's fucking insane. That is so fucking crazy, but it is just so bad. It's bad, but at the same time. I have to say, I love that we live in this timeline where weirdo, (laughs) weirdo underground, like no budget horror movies like this can be in theaters. It just and I I mean, yes, I like sort of appreciate that they take this property that, you know, Winnie the Pooh is a lovable character and Piglet is, too. And they're turning them into villains. But I'm more excited. Like, did you ever watch that trailer for Gale, that like Wizard of Oz? No. It looks genuinely cool. Like, I mean, mm. it's a very much a teaser. So, like, it doesn't give anything away except it just is really eerie. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of looks like something that could be a good series. And it's, I think, a movie. So I'm interested. But, like, there's so many creepy elements of The Wizard of Oz that I think it yes. could definitely lend itself to being creepy. And the, and the book, The Wizard of Oz, is pretty scary. So. Yeah, I mean, even the original, people are still scared of the wing monkeys. Mm-hmm. But on this guy's upcoming movies, when you look, it's Peter Pan's Neverland Nightmare, which I know mm-hmm. you've talked about before, Three Blind Mice, Mary Had a Little Lamb, and Bambi the Reckoning, which we've also talked about. Uh-huh. So who knows if those all will come to fruition? Like, I'm sure yep. now that this has been so big, he's like, I'm going to get all these properties. But it's like, and I know that this already has a sequel greenlit for it because of all the early buzz for it. But like, it's not ter- not everything's gonna be Terrifier, okay? Because Terrifier Two was a well done movie. There's mm-hmm. characters that you can get into. It also ups the sort of campy vibe a little bit. It's it just plays into the to its yes. strengths. Yeah, Terrifier Two, what it lacks in um, like uh, budget uh it makes up for in ambition like it definitely was thinking bigger than what it was and this in so many ways felt lazy yes and like there's so many scenes like when those hillbillies come out to like beat poo up in the middle of the street like first Mm -hmm. of all i thought they were going to be bad okay because again spoilers i don't care but um like i thought they were gonna be like oh that guy well that's our friend and then they were gonna get the girls and it was gonna be that Mm -hmm. twist that happens in all of these movies where they think they're safe but they're not that trope that like like makes my skin crawl because it sounds so horrifying Mm -hmm. um but i thought for sure that's what was going to happen here but no they were going to go beat the shit out of poo and then they get their butts kicked but it takes forever to happen But what it does, uh, I saw on Letterboxd somebody's review before going in uh, to see the movie. Uh, that made so much sense when I saw that scene because I thought the same thing, which is Winnie the Pooh dies tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, and I was like, yep. Winnie the Pooh dies tonight. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was just... 
something else, y'all. So yeah, what do you, what do you say we put this thing out of its misery? Oh and, my god, uh, please! Uh, as I said when we uh, stood up as the movie ended, uh, there's a scene towards the end where Christopher Robin is begging to like the unstoppable poo, and he's just like, "Why won't you stop?" And I was like, "I really felt that. Like that's what I'm thinking about this movie right now. Why won't you stop?" So. And then if you're curious if whoever talks, he does. And at the last moment, he says, you left. <laughs> and then he slits the Lee girl's throat. It's like, oh, great. So this girl went through a home invasion, a sexual assault, getting chased by a demonic poo. Yeah. And then she dies. So she nice gets, messaging. There. She gets killed by a bear dressed as a farmer for some Who's reason. taking his anger out on his ex owner or playmate yeah and kills her like jesus fuck who just limps off into the darkness and then it ends and you're like what and then it's just over oh god (sighs) just definitely one of the worst movies i've ever seen in the movie theater yes for sure by far but i'm glad i mean i'm glad we went right but it was fun fun experience i mean i wish it would have been more fun as a watch to enjoy but definitely it was just like baffling yep so (laughs) out of out of eight eight what am i saying (laughs) 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 out of five uh eaten eeyore's tail braided (laughs) tail that's been turned into a whip uh, How many lashes do you give this one? Oh, God. I'm going to give it one for the ambition of what it was. Yeah. That's what I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it one, your lashing. I'm, I'm going to give it a one as well. Okay. Still a very solid. <laughs> Throw it on the slash heap. Throw it on the slash heap. Oh, fuck. Oh, it feels good to finally throw something on the slash heap again. It's It's okay. been a minute. And, you know, I didn't expect to love it, but I thought it was going to be more fun than it was. I did, too. I thought it would actually be, like, so bad it's good, but it's just so bad it's bad. It's so, so bad. I cannot in good conscience recommend anyone no, go see this. No, don't. Watch some Troma instead. I wish Troma yeah. had done this. Yes, please. Ugh. Well, thanks everyone. Um, yes, we're a day late later than usual, but that's just going to be happening a bit for a while when I'm doing shows. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what? I know you're going to stick around. So, thank you. We'll write to us scaring a sharing at gmail.com. If you saw Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, please write and let us know your thoughts. Especially if you loved it. I want to know why. Yeah, if you loved this, we want to have an intervention. So, uh, <laughs> get in touch with us. But no, we want to know why. Yep, please. All right, and now it's late, and I am going to get this up. So it comes out tomorrow morning, okay? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, let's and let that happen. Jeremy, remember, no running in the hallways. <laughs> it's, it's in the trees. It's coming. <laughs> All right, and keep watching and talking about scary movies, because... Scaring is sharing. Bye. <laughs> Scaring is sharing. 
This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.